Welcome! Y saludos amigos! A nuestra presentación, Revenge of the Pod, a pop culture pod primarily focused on film and television, but we go into other things like today. We're actually going to go into some music for you guys. We'll talk about that in a minute. I'm your host, Luigi, and this is my co-host, Jason. How you doing, man? Oh, great, man. Uh, well, glad to have you guys back for, for a good episode. It's going to be real, real nice and hot. You know what I'm saying? Real nice, yeah, it's real gonna, nice. It's gonna get hot and heavy. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, but, that's the voice. That's the yeah, one. Yeah, I uh, like it. But anyway, we're excited to have you with with us today, guys, for another great show. Uh, let's get into it, Jason. How you been, man? How you doing? Oh, I've been doing great, man. Especially this end of the weekend, dude. Uh, so the NBA playoffs started, and uh, my Lakers are in the playoffs, and uh, they won Game One, dude. Uh, they're the seventh seed. They beat the number two seed, Memphis Grizzlies. Suck it, Memphis. Oh, it was a great game. Um, that was probably the highlight of my weekend. Uh, well, no, I can't say that. I also hung out with my friends. <clears throat> we went to uh, North Glendale. Uh, they opened up this like uh, putt-putt uh, mini golf type thing. It's called Pop Stroke by uh, a Tiger Woods. Like It's like his, like, uh, his thing, you know? Okay, um, cool. It's like an adult uh, mini golf type of thing, and it's pretty cool, man. Um, it's not like uh, they don't have like like those typical courses where like there's like a windmill and like all these like kiddie courses. Like it's like an adult adult thing, right? Um, and like there's like a bunch of room for patio, like patios and bars and stuff, so you can uh, watch the games and stuff. So if you don't want to play, you don't have to play. The food was pretty good, bro. I had some grilled. Um, habanero wings uh mango habanero wings delicious oh okay okay uh, and they actually had this like little play plant play pen uh where like you know like a like a little park for, for the kids can play and stuff so yeah it's a it's a little bit of a little bit of everything for everybody it's right next to the cardinal stadium uh right next to westgate uh so it was kind of a drive for me just to go there and not play golf because i didn't i didn't i'm not good at putting and stuff i just Went to watch my friends play, and I just wanted to hang out with them and watch some of the NBA games. Have a good uh, time, yeah. Yeah, just have a good time, you know, just uh, go out. Cause I haven't seen them in a while, so uh, it was, it was kind of nice to get out and go see them. Um, uh, watch some shows and stuff, you know, typical stuff that we, we usually do on the weekends. Made uh, some uh, Chico's Tacos, uh, some homemade Chico's Tacos because we couldn't have some. Uh, because they were closed back when we were in EP. So uh, <clears throat> Those of you guys who are not from El Paso, they are these... I guess I wouldn't say. Well, if you're Mexican, they're flautas. If you're not Mexican, they're taquitos. They're rolled tacos, I guess. Yeah, yeah, rolled yeah. tacos. And uh, what they do is they drown them in this like tomato sauce. Tomato uh, sauce, but it's like, but it's almost like a juice or like a broth, a tomato broth. And then they oh, put cheese say. on it, yellow cheese on it. At Chico's, it's all like it's like government cheese. It uh, used to tomatoes be. that were about to go bad. Yeah, it used to yeah. be. Uh, it wasn't even real beef on the inside. It was like soy. It was super cheap, super cheap, and it was great drunk food. <clears throat> but the real versions uh, that people are starting to use now are really good from what I'm hearing. So I can't wait to try yours, Jason. Yeah, man. I, I got to – yeah, you come down here in July, dude, I'll uh, I'll, I'll make them for you because you're going to be like, yo, yeah, these are way better. Um, yeah, so, yeah, you was craving it, so I, I did that. I sent you guys a picture and stuff. So that that was my weekend, man. What, what about you, man? What, what you got for us? Uh, just a couple things. It uh, wasn't super fun. I worked on Saturday. Sunday, I was really chill. I got to you do worked a on lot Saturday? of stuff. Yeah, I worked on Saturday, man. I worked uh, like, uh, like some kids event or what? Eight to almost two. It was welcome to idea. So I worked for a charter school uh, 
uh, charter school network and it was like welcoming them to the charter school network because it's different from oh, it's different gotcha. from regular schooling in certain ways and people need to know about it before they come to our school because they'll, they'll be like culture shocked oh, and they'll gotcha. want to take their kids out so we try to warn them beforehand like what they're getting into so that everybody's <laughs> under the same has the same understanding of what what's going on at our school uh, so I did that. I was there from eight to like two ish. And then that was it for my Saturday. My Sunday, I was really productive, got a lot of stuff done here. But on Saturday night, man, we went to a ramen place called Bakudan here in San Antonio. Best ramen I've ever had. I'll say that. I mean, I haven't Whoa, been to the West Coast. Really? I haven't been to the West Coast. But yeah, the best ramen I've ever had so far. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not that many places at the moment. Turns out there's like a ton of places here. So I need to try more, but yeah, I had cilantro chicken ramen, uh, cilantro lime chicken ramen. That sounds fire, bro. That's like a, like a little Mexican flavor to it. Yeah, for sure. And then before that, they gave us some wings. Uh, we, we ordered honey sriracha wings. And have you ever had banchan? Mm. You ever had banchan? Sounds familiar, but I can't say I have. The Korean uh, crispy fried chicken. Korean crispy fried chicken. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's man. like it's I had like, chicken katsu. That shit was fire. Oh, that's like, Hawaiian barbecue. It's like chicken bad. wings uh, that are slightly bigger than regular wings that we see, and the the breading is super crunchy, dude. Like it's delicious. That sounds good, bro. Sounds it's very good. good. It was just like that, but with honey sriracha on it. They threw some green onions. Fantastic, man. It was fantastic. Uh, but that's me because I'm a foodie, so that's what I care about. I was, I was immediately into the food, right? Uh, that sounds that's fire, That was my weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. It food was porn right there. Sweet. You were explaining it. Damn right, boy. Speaking of, that's going to be our subject today, guys. Uh, no, we got spoilers for Mando. Uh, but besides that, we don't have any spoilers. But I do want to give a forewarning to our listeners today. Uh, I know we have some listeners that may have their kids listen in today i just want you to be aware there's gonna be uh there's gonna be some conversations being had that are maybe not kid appropriate today right, a little Jason? raunchy a little raunchy it's gonna get a little raunchy our main focus today we're calling it the penny drop and playlist uh we're gonna give you our best songs that we think are great for either setting getting the in the mood or trying to get someone into the mood <clears throat> yeah yeah there you go i like yeah. the way you put it <laughs> yeah yeah so let's get into trailers before we get into our our before we get presentation sexy. let's get into trailers let's do our tv land uh we saw some stuff to, uh this this past week jason some really interesting things came out uh three big ones i think that's good for us to talk about let's start off with the penguin teaser trailer man what'd you think uh i thought it was really cool uh things the things that I about like that I like about teaser trailers is I don't I'm I'm really like at I'm kind of starting wanting to just only watch teaser trailers moving forward because they don't give you enough of, of what the show is going to be because I feel like once a trailer actually releases they give too much. Do you ever feel like that? I know we talked no. about it in the past. No, but I, I, I don't. feel like that sometimes. I, you don't. I, I hear oh. you. No, I see. Here's my thing. I like knowing what I'm going into. Um. I'm not big on, I'm not a man who's interested in a whole bunch of surprises. Uh, surprises no. make me uncomfortable. 
sometimes. So I'd rather oh, okay. be like, I, I I'm not going to waste my that. time I, I know on this a few show. People like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to waste my time on this show if I don't like it. So if I know what it's mostly about, I can hang on to it. I can, I can prepare myself and excite myself about it uh, in that way. That's just me. I don't know. I think uh, the teaser just did it for me since it, it's obviously a spinoff to the Batman with uh, Robert Pattinson. Um, yeah. And obviously they're bringing back Colin Farrell as a penguin and it, lo- it looks good, man. It looks really like they already sold me. Like I don't have, like I am kind of like, all right, I'm sold. I don't need to watch any more trailers. I don't want any more spoilers. Like I kind of see where they're kind of going with this. Like it's like a mob boss show, like a kind of like a true detective type of feeling. Um, just like you're, typical mob show you know like maybe sopranos type of thing but like dark i don't know that's i feel like that's where it's kind of going it does like, kind of like, like the that, rise right? of the penguin you know um so he's, he's a ruthless motherfucker i'm excited ruthless ass motherfucker he's a fucking like he's brutal i like, will say the show kind of you can kind of see the prosthetic on his face a little more but it doesn't take away to me um I thought I think he still looks pretty cool because the prosthetic where his scar is, it just it's a little I, I don't know. It doesn't look super convincing to me, but it is pretty. I mean, relatively pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah so I, I'm a, I'm a big enough fan. Uh, if the trailer, another trailer does come out, which I'm sure it will. I'm going to try not to watch it, but I mean, hey, if it comes up in conversation and I just. I'm trying to, and I'm not doing a good job. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I'm uh, watching that shit the second it comes out. Can't wait to see the next one. Um, and uh, I was doing some research on it, and they said that it's suggested an early 2024 release date. Suggested, so I, well, yeah. Early, right now, it's right now it's still in production, right? Yeah, and uh, it's gonna come out on Max. Not eight, eight you know. Uh, I'm, uh, we're gonna try and keep no it longer Max. HBO. It's gonna be on Max, uh, the yeah. streaming service launching in May. They're no longer going to be HBO Max, guys. Uh, Discovery Plus and HBO Max will merge because the companies have merged. So you're going to get a lot more stuff. Yeah, uh, they, they, they're, they're the doing price. Like, yeah, like I feel like they're moving like pretty fast. Like they're already saying like, "Oh, Max, Max, Max." Like, all right, throw it in our face. I get it. Yeah, they're trying to push it so you remember the name. That's what that is. Yeah. Let's go to the next trailer that we've got. Part of the John Wick universe coming to Peacock in September of this year. We were literally talking about this kind of show. Uh, when the was movie it last came episode? Out, when, <laughs> yeah, when the movie we came about out, Wick, we right? talked about a show about the Continental. You you, you said this, and I quote, you're like, I wish that would, you know, it would be really cool if they did a show just about the Continental and like like assassins like just meeting up and just like a whole storyline about this hotel. And uh, here we are. Man. Yeah, I may dude. Have they released any news about this? Because they already released a trailer for this, so maybe they're already in the works. Maybe there was news about it, but we just didn't know about it. We honestly did not know about this, guys. Like, honest to God, we did not know. So, yeah. uh, this that this was pretty cool, man. And it was kind of exactly what we wanted. Like, there were so many characters, right? Yeah, it was it was shocking to watch. I was like, oh my god, did I? Am I Nostradamus, Muller? What just said? <laughs> no, but it was it's it was really interesting to see. I I love the world. I'm definitely gonna watch. I hope they do some good stuff with it, man. The Continental September, man. John Wick Universe. Yeah, I might have to have Jamie watch uh, all the four John Wick movies just so we can watch this together. All four of them just to watch yeah, the show. All four of them just spend a day like of just action packed movies, and good then luck, maybe Jamie. go maybe go take her to see a uh, Sisu after too. Oh, okay, okay. I see you. 
Uh, last one I was very excited about, although I have not seen season three yet. I know you probably thinking what? No, actually, but... I'm not thinking what. I haven't finished watching season one, bro. Oh my god, oh, yeah, season one is some of the best television I've ever seen. I know, I know. I want to, I want to watch it. Maybe something I can watch with Jamie before this one comes out. But I feel right, like we don't want to. We don't want to keep you guys one. in the dark. It is True Detective, by the way. We're talking about True <laughs> Detective. Jason has not finished season one. I haven't watched season three, but they're all different stories. It's a it's like so American horror story. Every yeah, you season can is totally it. different. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's kind of a bad example because horse American horror story after like a certain season they start tying in all the all of them. So. Yeah, but I mean, at least what the first five or six didn't. So I mean, I'd say it's still okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, different actors each season, and it follows a different storyline on a different like uh, case that they're working on. Yes, highly recommend season one of True Detective. Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, uh, detectives in Louisiana. Matthew McConaughey is transferred in from Texas. Of course, his character is still Texan. Right. Um, Really great story. That's the best one I've seen. Season two has Rachel McAdams, Colin Farrell, and Vince Vaughn. It's good because of them. And I I didn't mind the story, but it, it definitely didn't get the reviews people enjoyed and then season three is mahershala ali i definitely want to check that but season four of true detective is with none other than jody foster Foster. famous from uh silence of the lambs i'm sure that's why they brought her on it's called night country so i'm thinking it's in alaska or somewhere far up north uh Uh, they have definitely alaska based off of the trailer that we saw yeah yeah that's what it looked like right yep so she seems like a hated detective within her unit as was Matthew McConaughey and his, as was Colin Farrell and Rachel McAdams. They're usually the black sheep, but they are great detectives, and that's why they're at their job. That's releasing sometime this year. Not sure when, but man, it looks like it looks like what I want to see. I mean, what I want to see in a true detective show is dark, gritty, great detective work. Um, I'm excited, man. That's the one I'm most excited for, if I'm being honest. So also I can't on wait Max. for True Detective. Also on Max. Max is taking over right now. They're taking over. You know what? Speaking of detective and, uh, you know, detective work, uh-huh. did you hear about Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson possibly being brothers? I did hear about that. If that ends up being true, that's going to be a story for the ages. Can't wait that to is... hear any developments on yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's crazy, right? Because they're on True Detective together. They were having a conversation together, I think, earlier this year, and they were like, wait, what? So they're both willing to take a DNA test to see if they're brothers or not, because the way they told their stories about their parents and their mother and stuff like that, there's a good chance that they may be half brothers, which is fun. Well, no, actually full brothers because it's from the same mom, right? Yeah, uh, I think or something like that. But that'd be insane, bro, how they both just became actors. That's nuts that would be some definitely shocking stuff i i would i want to hear more i definitely want to hear more (laughs) (laughs) all right well that does it for us for our our uh, trailers let's get into tv land jason mando episode eight some stuff happened some fucking stuff happened yeah it's the uh second episode before the season finale and uh again man i feel like uh I know I've been. I know we talked about it, but I feel like I, I think I said it the last episode, right? Uh, it's always the second to 
before the season finale where I feel like some some probably some of the best television because like they're building up to the end and uh, that that's pretty much what it felt like. Um, the show the episode was called was titled The Spies, which is pretty interesting to me because we right when we hop in right we only know about one one of the spies and that's the uh, the girl that uh, uh, messed up that dude's um, memories right um, that scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't know about the other spies. So if they're saying the spies, I mean, there has to be another spy, right? I mean, there definitely has to be. They they made it clear that someone in the ranks of uh, the Mandalorians gave them up. Uh-huh. We just need to figure out who. Yeah, because someone finally made an appearance, and that was Moff Gideon. And he knew about that they were going to be in, in Mandalore, and they pretty much surprised him and did a whole sneak attack. Um, now we know that there was some interesting information given by uh, that soldier, the female soldier but I, I feel like the details that he had that means there could be someone else uh, another interesting thing that I saw is Groku is operating IG-11 IG-11, yes dude yeah. uh, look man um, I, I, I mean I love the storyline and all this stuff but like some of the stuff that makes me happy about Mandalorian and I'm just throwing it out there. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> I love me some cute Grogu moments, bro. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, the show this... is partially built on him. I don't yeah, blame yeah. you at all. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, you know, we, we get to see his first words, you know, well, kind of really, you know, <laughs> in I mean? a way, in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, he can't, he can't be operating this machine and then Grogu right away presses that button. No. <laughs> and he kept spamming. No. Oh, dude, that shit was fucking hilarious, dude, and adorable, bro. Um, yeah, to say the least, uh, you know, he has something that he can move around now instead of that that little flying ball that he has. So that's pretty cool. And now he can move. I'm kind of hoping that maybe Grogu gets to use like blasters now. You know, that'd be kind of cool seeing him kill people. Although we see Grogu as innocent and stuff, but like, hey, who knows? Maybe he might have Star to do Wars. something. It's Star yeah, it's, Wars, you know. Yeah, there he might have be, to kill someone. There won't be blood. You'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I found it interesting the way that they entered the atmosphere of Mandalore. I mean, obviously, they're all heading out to Mandalore uh, to retake the planet. I thought that was really cool. It, it showed all of the Mandalorians united, right? It looked like they were about to fight each other and then they meet and they're cool. Um, I just thought there was a lot of power in this episode. Um, and damn, well, does it take a turn when they get on the surface and start getting close to uh, where they wanted to be, which is in the center. What is it called? The arm? God, Jason, help me here. Uh, dude, I, the armory I or something? No, not the armory. It is like something. like the main the main city. Like uh, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot what it was called, but like uh, before we get into that, there was just another highlight that I wanted to. Yeah, so so you know when uh. Mando uh, helped save uh, Paz Vizsla's kid when that, that big bird took him, right? Yes, and then they end up yes. slaying the bird. And then what happened to the baby birds? They took him in, right? So they fucking well, skewered him, dude. Dude, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Remember we were like predicting like, oh, dude, they're going to they're gonna train them and let them grow. And then Grogu's going to ride one of them. Nope, nope. They used them as a, as a chicken dinner, guys. <laughs> that was uh, fucking hilarious. That was some such bird a tro- I'm sure that was a troll to all those fans. They're like, they ride monsters. Of course they're going to keep them. Yeah. And here we are. They just they had some fried chicken. It was pretty great. I liked that. Yeah, it was it was it was a it was a nice little fun moment. And again, um, 
even prior to that, you said like they were going to say that they were um, fighting amongst each other. Well, there was a point where they did, you know. Oh, well, yeah. Never mind. They, they seemed cool at first. Um, what's that punk ass name? Dude? Oh, Axe Wolves. He's yeah. He's still kind of bummed out that Bo-Katan uh, beat him in that last battle and took over uh, the tribe. And now like they're like, hey, no, we need to come together as Mandalore, Mandalorians and then go to Mandalore. Uh, they devise a plan of what they need to do. And uh, they go down there, and the first thing they and obviously they're going to lose comms because the atmosphere is still under chaos based off of the war and all the nuclear. I'm guessing it's nuclear war, right? That causes the uh, the atmosphere to to be fucking ridiculous, so the comms can't go up to back to the the mothership. Uh, so when once they go down there, they're going to be blind. And once they get down there, they uh, run into a ship. Uh, it's like a land ship, I guess, right? And um, it's other Mandalorian. And it turns out those were uh, Bo-Katan Kreese's uh, uh, loyalists. Uh, they've been there in Mandalore the whole time, and they look—they do not look good. Uh, they kind of look like they—they've been surviving the apocalypse. And Dude, just, they've been—they were holding it down though. I was so impressed. Yeah, for like, years, wow, bro. For like you guys. forty plus, thirty plus years, maybe. That's crazy. Um. Yeah, so I, I, you know, that's interesting. And then from there, I forget what you know. They're they're going to the main place where they need to go. And they get attacked <laughs> by a monster. They go to yes, main area, guys. We're sorry, we're we're hitting a blank here. Uh, Jermaine, you can tell us later. Oh, he will. Now, he'll correct us. Yeah, he'll he'll <laughs> let us know. Um, once they get there, <coughs> they're going deeper and deeper in, and. It looks like at some point, obviously, they're gonna they run into Moff Gideon himself, who has planned to uh, attack. He he's met with a bunch of imperial generals. Uh, they talk about they with talk about the Beskar return armor with Beskar armor. They talk oh, about the you're return. Talking, you're talking about the uh, of Grand circle. Admiral Thrawn, right? Which another and teaser asks, to that. That was great. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Uh, I hope that he comes out next episode. Not gonna lie. Teasing Ahsoka series. That that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking too. That that's what I'm. Just like a, a teaser of him, so that then we see him in Ahsoka. But he's asking for bombers. He's asking for more troops. Uh, he's using Beskar armor for his entire battalion. And my God, for the first time I've ever seen stormtroopers actually being badass. I agree one thousand percent, man. Like. Why do the stormtroopers suck the whole time? We're like, why? Why do they miss every one of the single shots? And they kind of—I feel like they did them justice in this episode. And even at that, they Paz also Vizla, have Beskar armor, though. So <laughs> Paz Vizla making his last stand. God, what a heartbreaker! But Paz Vizla making his last stand so that everyone else can get out. I mean, well, be, before that, <clears throat> um, Mando, you know, to protect everybody, closes it. <sighs> he tries saving them first, and then they trap him, but they don't kill him. No, you know, they, like they take him prisoner. They take him prisoner, <clears throat> and uh, Moff Gideon already knows that. Uh, which is strange, right? Moff Gideon already knows that um, Mando doesn't have the sword, and he he immediately goes to Bogotan. He's like, "I want the dark saber," which is kind of weird, right? Because the last time uh, Moff Gideon saw Mando, Mando had the dark saber. Did you catch yeah. that? Yeah. So there's th- that. That's also a hint that okay, there's definitely a spy. 
There's definitely a spy. So yeah, and then uh, so they take Mando away, and they're getting ready to kill the whole squad that uh, Mando trapped them in to protect them. And Bo-Katan like cuts a hole so they can escape. But uh, Paz Vizla, the the armor dude, the one with the big ass machine gun, decides to stay behind so they can get cover fire. And he's like, you know what? He pretty much sacrifices himself. Although doesn't sacrifice himself, dude. He fucks shit up. He's like, all right, it's all cleared. And then these other dudes came and then ended up killing him. Very honorable death, dude. I would say. Yeah, he gets killed by what? What are they called? Legionnaires or something like that? I think so, but like, uh, I feel Praetorian, like... Uh, the, Praetorian something. The, those guys are the ones that come out in The Last Jedi, if I'm not mistaken, right? Praetorian guards, yeah. They're the ones that are protecting that... Uh, Snoke. Snoke. Yeah, they're yep. pretty intense looking. And they're protecting him. So the, obviously they're making so many connections to... Uh, the sequels, the sequels. Yep. and they're i mean i like the sequels so i don't mind yeah I, there I don't are hate some the problems yeah, yeah the third one the third one sucks uh but the first two i'm cool with second one the ending of it is what makes it bad the rest of it i'm cool with anyway um it they they're the ones that come and even at that if it had been one-on-ones instead of three on one i think paz Vizla still would have beaten those guards one by one uh, yeah i think you could have taken two Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah, three might have been a little too much. Now, um, I was talking to a buddy of ours, uh, shout out J-Man, Jermaine. Um, I totally, like, I kept hearing Vizsla, Paz Vizsla, Paz Vizsla, because I kept forgetting uh, Paz Vizsla's name to do with the machine gun. That's that's what I like to call him. Mm-hmm. I was like, why does Vizsla sound so freaking familiar? And um, Tar Vizsla? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, he's a descendant of Tar Vizsla. Uh, guys, for you guys that don't want to follow Star Wars a lot. Tar Vizsla is... Mandalorian Jedi. He's the first Mandalorian Jedi. He is the one that created the Darksaber. Um, and then, uh, I guess another easy way to say that, uh, like, uh, for you guys to remember, um, Boba, Mandalorian... Book of Boba Fett? Um, remember in Book of Boba Fett, that's why he even says that that uh, that the Darksaber should belong to him, and that's why he... Uh... He challenges Mando because right. his ancestors had that sword. Exactly. Er, but no, I, I wanted to say that uh, for people that don't really understand the Mandalorian like lore or like how like if it's confusing for you guys. So Mandalorian, I would I guess the best way I can explain it is like Game of Thrones and the different houses, right? Okay. You got you got House Stark, you got House Targaryen, you got House Lannister, right? That's pretty much how the so Mandalorian Vizsla. Yeah, Clan Vizsla, and Katan, Kreeze, I assume? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah Bo-Katan Kreeze. Yeah, Bo-Katan Kreeze. And then you got Ren? the... Uh, uh, that's, yeah, House Red, right? Yeah, that's and right. then uh, you got the... Uh, yeah, you got all the other ones. Um, there, there's there's a bunch. So um, when you guys want to think about the Mandalorian, like why they're fighting against each other, is because they're different houses, like the Seven Kingdoms of Game of Thrones. Um, one's trying to take over the other to be the true ruler. That's exactly kind of how it is. Um, if you really think about it. So if you guys are confused about like the Mandalore and why they're fighting each other and like why they don't just get along and why they have different, it's because they're technically different houses, but still from like the same kingdom. So um, kind of a nice way to explain it um, uh, for, for the listeners out there that, you know, aren't too big of Star Wars fans. So hopefully that is a little helpful if you follow Game of Thrones. If not, then uh, shit, my bad guys. <laughs> 
Uh, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, even before Paz Vizla uh, sacrificed himself, there was that battle with him and Axe, Wol- Axe Wolves, you know, like the, the two main guys when they're in the ship and like they're fighting and then Paz Vizla makes him look like a little punk, you know, punk ass bitch, punk ass bitch. And then also, also before Paz Vizla dies and uh, before Mandos, uh, you know, tries to save everybody, Axe Wolves gets sent off over there to the mothership. Like Paz Vizla's covering as far as I go over to the mothership and then he disappears which is kind of weird. They hinted at a lot of different spies in this episode. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, I feel like he never came back with any help. Yeah, I feel like... I'm just saying. He could be the spy, or there's a weird, crazy theory here that maybe the armor is the other spy. Oh, that would hurt. That would hurt. I could see that, though. I mean, she's mysterious enough. Um, There are moments where you don't really understand her actions, so... It wouldn't be a shocker, a complete shocker if she was. Like, if Din Djarin ended up being the spy, I'd be like, what the fuck? Fuck this show. But, uh, oh, hell no. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be upset, dude. I'd throw a fit. Yeah. <laughs> throw a fit. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> we, we, uh, we're not sure exactly who it is, but this next episode uh, will definitely be breaking it down a little bit more than we have today. Uh, let's move on to our next thing. Jason, you've been watching something. How was it? So I watched this show called Beef on Netflix uh, this past week. Uh, It's a quick series. It's a 10-episode series, uh, 30 minutes. I would say about 30 minutes each, so 10 episodes. It definitely didn't feel like it, dude. I I think we watched it in two days, if I'm not mistaken. Um, It is with actor Ali Wong and uh, Steven Yuen. Yuen? 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 Yeah, sure. Yeah, Yuen. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm sorry. If I'm We're doing our best, Stephen. We're doing our best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for those of you guys that uh, don't know those names, uh, Stephen Yuen is Glenn from The Walking Dead. Uh, if you guys remember Glenn, he's on that. Oh shit! Spoilers on The Walking Dead, but that was a long time ago. He got killed in the bat in that last scene of season six or five. I can't remember where Negan kills the shit out of him. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and then Ali Wong has a lot of like stand-up comedy. She's been breaking into she's been breaking into several roles uh, in television. She recently came out in Paper Girls. Uh, oh, nice. She's yeah, she's she's doing some things, but her big thing is uh, stand up, stand up. So that was her main thing. Sweet. Uh, another actor that's in there that I really enjoy is um, I listen to a podcast that he's in called Bad Friends. His name's Andrew Santino. Uh, He's a ginger guy. He's also uh, on the show Dave. He's a uh, um, little Dickie's manager. <laughs> um, so it's just kind of nice to see him like getting other acting gigs and stuff. Like he's, well, turns out he also came out in a House Party, the remake. The recent House Party, out. the remake. Yeah, he's also in Mixology. I don't know if you ever saw that show on Netflix. He's he's in I that one as well. Uh, he's in um, the Disaster Artist. So he's he's got a few things going for him. Yeah, dude, he, he's a funny guy, really good. He does really good impersonations, too. Uh, he does a really good Theo Vaughn impersonation. I don't know if you know what Theo Vaughn is. No. No, another comedian. <laughs> um, but anyways, moving along. Um, so uh, this whole um, beef, it's about a pretty much a road rage incident that just keeps escalating. These people just can't let it go. And it's between Ali Wong and Steve. And that's and it, it kind of just takes you further and further. And I totally forgot that this was an A24 production. 
um G- for the people that like are kind of on the fence about it like i don't know if i'm gonna watch beef it's you know it's on netflix whatever there's a lot of hit and misses on netflix uh jamie did a pretty good job of explaining this it's like a if I'm trying to convince you guys to watch this, Jamie says it's like a TV version of Everything Everywhere All at Once. God damn, that's some high praise. Yeah, it's a. It, I loved it, dude. Um, especially the last the last two episodes are my favorite. <clears throat> I would say, and okay. the last two episodes are definitely definitely Everything Everywhere All at Once vibes for sure. Yeah. Especially right, well, the last episode. <laughs> I'm, I was already gonna watch it, so you don't need to convince <laughs> me. But listeners. Check out Beef on Netflix. Yoon, Ali Wong, A24 production. It's already out. Check it out, guys. I would give it a 8.9, maybe 9.0. Wow. Maybe. Yeah, I loved it. Okay, I need to check this show out. Um, we've had a lot of listeners who are telling us that they don't understand why we haven't started watching Succession. So, listeners, I'm doing this for you. I, I'm doing the thing. I have just recently finished... Uh, season one of succession i'm not gonna go too deep into it just yet because we're gonna have some guests on especially when season four ends i think i'll be able to catch up by that time but what i will say is that every single character on that show at at least in that family is a terrible human being and i don't really know who to root for that's my problem right now with this show yeah i'm like man i don't know who to root for because you're all terrible people it's like watching, here's my example. It's like watching a train wreck. Uh, it's vicious. You can't take your eyes off it. Uh, it's powerful. There's a lot going on. And let's just say this was a bullet train, just to add the money to it. That's what it feels like watching the show. You're just like, oh my God, this is just... Things keep getting worse and worse as time goes by. Bro, you know what? You know what's crazy? Hmm. I could have sworn that you were explaining beef to me right now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, and the the acting is pretty fantastic. I have to admit that. Beef. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the writing is very solid. It's a weirdly believable story. Like it's it's so believable that it's a bit disgusting. Because it reminds you how disgusting human beings can be. So you're just watching it and you feel like you're watching. uh, I know I'm being harsh on it, but it is a good show. Like if you if if you like prestige television, this is a show you should watch. Uh, But it almost felt like watching like a like a horror show in a sense, like grotesqueness. But in the sense of like lack of lack of empathy and morality. it, let me guess. You're like, like at the end of like an episode, you're like, what do you? What is this guy doing? What are they doing? Oh, like, that's like why? throughout the entire why? episode all the time. <laughs> and they're all, they're all intelligent, but complete idiots too. Specifically, the brothers are really stupid. The sister, she's smarter. She's just a terrible human being. Uh, the people that are connected to the family, you can just tell that they're hanging on for dear life, but they get treated like I don't even know how to explain it. They get treated like, I mean, all, this family thinks they are superior to everyone, right? That, that's that's the idea. It, it definitely is a commentary on the rich. Uh, and they, they it's the idea that the rich think they are more important 
than everyone else mm. because of who they are. And they think that the world revolves around them and you watch it and you're like, Oh my God, they, this is, this is exactly what people think uh, the rich are. Hopefully they're not that, but it just feels so real and raw that it's, it is, it's an intense show. I'll say that it's a very intense show. And I got to say, I was extremely impressed with what they did with it. Like I said, I don't really like any of the characters, uh, but I can't stop watching right now. So I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, I have to see how this train wreck ends. <laughs> maybe maybe you know they I mean? get better or worse. You know what I mean? I've been told they don't get better. Uh, <laughs> I was told, quote, unquote, this is not a show where you root for anybody. And I was like, fair enough. At least I know going in. You know, I would have been a little more pissed off if I didn't. See, I don't like surprises in that sense. I would have been a little more pissed off if I didn't know that there was not going to be a single character that I was going to really root for. Because when I, when you watch, I don't know about you, but when you watch a show, like there are characters that you want to root for. You want good things to happen to them, right? At least for me, in every show I watch, I'm yeah, like, yeah, this yeah, is a I, character like, I've latched onto. I've connected to them. I want good things for them. Literally, I'm following every show, them. Uh, there's there's some characters that like I'm like nah, burn in hell, uh, Cersei Lannister. Um, Got it. Yeah, uh, a few other characters that I can't think of on the top. Game of, my of Thrones head. is a great example though, right? Because you get so many. A lot of them die off, but there's characters that you follow, and you're like, God, I I hope I hope the best for you. There's a lot of bad things that happen in this world, but I hope good things happen to you. Yeah, like, show, yeah, like Jamie Lannister, like he was a piece of shit. Any of them. Yeah. Go on. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, like Jamie Lannister, for example, like he was a piece of shit, and then like he did good things. I'm like, oh fuck, like, why do I kind of want to root for you? Like, it doesn't yeah. feel like this show's gonna get like that, right? Like they're all just pieces of shit. Yeah, it's more so at this point watching how the the dynamics of the family will unfold i've only finished the first season so i still need to watch gotcha. season two and three but that's my take so far right now if i had to pick a favorite character <laughs> god uh i'd have to pick the father logan roy okay okay just because i mean because he's an oh god he's he's a piece of fucking work but he is a force to be reckoned with, and he fucking tells it like it is. Like you, you mess with that guy, you better, you better be able to back it up because he will cut your fucking throat. Okay, okay, fair enough. Well, I can't wait to tell you. Uh, <coughs> I feel like, um, I mean, obviously, I haven't seen it. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you about my journey when I get to it. If I, can, if I can catch up to you, I'll let you know who my favorite character is and why. Yeah, yeah, and it was hard to pick at first. Uh, there's a son named Kendall that I wanted to like, but he's such an idiot. He's just. I was talking to a friend of the pod, uh, EPE Eric. He is usually a, a guest on our show as well, and he even said he's like, I guess you kind of want to root for Kendall, but he's such an idiot. And I was like, watching the show, I'm like, yeah, this guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, the choices he makes. You're like, why, dude? Why? Why would you do that? This doesn't make any sense. I don't even, you know what? You're just like the rest of them, you know? So anyway, that's my take. I don't want to say too much, and I'm not going to give a rating until I'm all the way caught up. Let's get into our main uh, topic of the evening, 
Jason. Luigi, be, I mean, before you before you get before you get started on our main talk topic, let me let me light some candles real quick. <laughs> let's right. set the mood. Let's set the mood. Yeah, yeah. Turn little... the lights out. Put the candles on. Um, Jason, are you are you hitting on me right now? I mean, you all is it working? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. It? Uh, jokes aside, guys. Once again, we'll give one more warning. We're going to be referencing songs and things they say in the songs that kids might not want to hear. So if you got a kid in the room, you might want to tell them to go right now. <clears throat> Panty dropping playlist, Jason. Yes, yeah, this has been a horny. hot topic. What? Horny, yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, this has been a hot topic uh, recently. I've been... I've been looking up a lot of songs yeah i I got you i got you (laughs) i've been looking up a lot of songs and i got some picks man so i'm gonna go with some heavy hitters first i had Uh, a feeling you're gonna do that so i i was i was ready to counter you with just like some other songs let's go i have a feeling where i know where you're going with first so yeah, I'm going to go with heavy hitters. They're not going to be the dirty ones just yet. We'll get into those in a minute. Okay. But a good a good mood setter is uh, Leave the Door Open, Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack. Oh. It's a little silly. but it's I didn't know you were going to go there. Yeah, it's okay. still smooth. It's so smooth. And yes, you can, you can hear the humor in it, but at the same time, you're like, no, but it, it works. It does work. Bro, Bruno Mars and you, you know what you know what I want to do? We we gotta get better at singing. We gotta take some singing lessons, and we should do at this at a karaoke night. Oh, I see you. Know what you. I'm saying we should. Oh my God, Phoenix! When I go down, let's go. What you let's doing? Do it. Where you at? Oh, you got pants. Don't say that. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah I mean. Let's be honest, Bruno Mars in general, you could probably throw some panty dropper songs from him uh, just because he knows how to make the love songs. You know what I mean? At least you're setting the mood. You're getting you're getting the other person, in our case, the ladies uh, interested in what you're saying. You're being romantic. They're feeling uh, cared about. They're feeling loved. Right. So Leave the Door Open was a good starter for me. What about you, man? What, what's another song you're thinking of right now? Dude, for me, all I could think about when uh, you first told me about this. Oh, you throw in the, you throw in the <laughs> one we talked about out, aren't you? And, I, I don't know. Um, so first song that I thought of in my head, um, all I could think about that it's, it's 7 o'clock on the dot, man. What are we doing? In the drop top? Yeah, cruising the streets. Oh. I got a real pretty, pretty little thing that's waiting for me, you know. Okay, nice and okay. slow by Usher, bro. That's 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 the one. Yeah, dude, not nice and slow, man. That that was the one for me. That's the very first song I thought of. Like, as soon as you told me, that's the first song I thought of, bro. <laughs> you know, recently on one of the chats that we were that we we're all in, I think it's Tune Squad. Uh, there was one that was sent. And I yes. straight up was it is a remake of Al Green's Let's Stay Together. Ah, that's it. I was gonna be my next one. Is is that where you're gonna is that where you're going with right now? Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> going with right now. Cause I heard it and I was like, man, you've uh, if a girl played if a girl played this for me, I'd be like, 
Yeah, yeah, let's stay together. What's up? I think you pronounced the artist name Joseph, J-O-S-E-E-F. J-O-E-S-E-F. Yeah, it's um, a really good cover to uh, Al Green's Let's Stay Together. I'm not going to say it's better because a lot of people would get upset but yeah i wouldn't say it's better but it's just it's really good man like it's 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 got like a it's got weirdly enough like a a, it's like a a romantic but sensual twist to it it's not super sensual it's still you know you could still play it with the kids around or whatever but yeah but also at the same time if you like you you know you you go out to a to to get dinner with a, a girl you met, I don't know, on Tinder, like a first date or something, and you come back to your place and you want to play a song because you're like, oh, let's keep it going with some wine and cheese or whatever. I don't know how you guys want to do it. But like you want to make her feel comfortable, you can put that song on there. Al Green or this song too, and it can help set the mood. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, those those are some solid ones that are, you know, they got more of the love in there. They're real sweet. But let's be honest, Jason. When you're getting some of that panty dropper music, you got to have it. You got to get some stuff that's a little bit dirty, too. Um, okay. I'm, I'm going to throw one out because I know you're going to throw one that I wanted to talk about and I want you to mention it. So I'm going to throw one out that no one uh, has talked about, at least that I've talked to recently. It's The Valley by Miguel. How does that go? I, the chorus is, I want to fuck, I want to, what is it? But let me get the lyrics exact, because I don't want to mess this up. But he's <laughs> saying, like, we're fucking in the valley. Uh, I'm guessing, oh, I'm guessing you know what? they're talking about pornography in the valley. I think that sounds familiar to me. I Like, I, I got to hear it. But, like, if I'm being completely honest, bro, like, there's just, like, only a few Miguel songs that I like. That I like. Listen to this. Can you hear it? Yeah, barely. Let's just say the style of the song, I highly recommend when you're getting into it. I mean, like when you're getting into it with your girl, you know, you guys are feeling each other up, you're kissing, you're touching her neck. You know what I mean? This song. It's going to take you to the next level is all I'm going to say about that song. I want I want to tell you now that you definitely should check it out. The Valley by Miguel. You will not regret that shit. The beat itself, it just it works with a good rhythm. So I I, I definitely recommend that song. OK, OK. Um, I didn't think that's where you were going to go with if I'm being completely honest. I'm going to be jumping around a little bit. I'm going to be jumping around a little bit. OK, OK. <clears throat> For me, I'm going to hit you with a twofer just because I feel like these are like the only like sexual set the mood songs in my opinion from this artist. But I love this artist and it's going to be my boy Leon Bridges, Magnolias and Shonuff from his album Gold Digger. Okay, okay. Man, Leon Bridges, that's that's some love making music right there. That's some love making music. That's some respecter music. You know what I'm it's saying? It's like, a, yeah, exactly, exactly. But I feel like Magnolias and Show Enough, especially, it's com- it's more like a, definitely more set in the, the mood versus the other ones. It's like more like I kind of love you type thing. I um, hear you. Again, this this is another one where you like dim the lights. You have her at your house. 
That's the Jesus opposite of the Miguel Jesus song. Wine. I'll yeah, tell you yeah, what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Miguel song, I mean, chorus literally says, I want to fuck like we're filming in the valley. You know, it's, it, it, it's a little different. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> but Leon Bridges, he's got that voice, man. He, he makes you swoon. That's that's what I like about Leon Bridges. He get he gets you to swoon. So that's always oh, a like good that. choice. Swoon. I like that word. Yeah, yeah. I got one for you that's a little more um, sweet. It's called Playground Love by Air. Mm. You should check it out, man. Don't I, think I heard it. It's they are a an alternative band. Uh, they use some electronic sounds, but they're not EDM or anything like that. And it's a very like calm song, but it's got beats that work uh, to get you in the mood. It gets it's very it's very rhythmic. Uh, it's off the Virgin Suicides original motion p- picture soundtrack, Playground Love by Airman. Check it out. Great song. Uh, I think it's a good panty dropper because I mean it's literally called Playground Love, so you're alluding to the idea of you know being in love with someone since since you met them, especially if you knew them for a long time, right? <laughs> hey man, hey bro, hey, calm down, bro. You're getting a little moist there. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear an ocean coming right behind you. <laughs> oh man, I don't know what to tell you, dog. We 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 got into it. We got into it. Uh, let me tell you one more, but before you go to another one, mm-hmm. now this one, it's been one of my favorite songs since I was sixteen. It's by a band called She Wants Revenge, and it's oh. called Tear You Apart. Wow. Okay. Whoa. That's very. It goes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, man. That's aggressive. It's aggressive, but it's <laughs> it's talking about. I mean, the lyrics very much are about a teenage boy and a teenage girl who like have that sexual tension, mm. and mm-hmm. uh, it's just the song works really, really well. You're like, oh my gosh, this is this is a really good song to kind of get you into the mood. It definitely gets you going and makes you listen to the lyrics. Uh, gets ideas in your head you know what i mean it's it's cool it's a good one tear you apart but she wants revenge i like that i don't like that now i'm gonna I'm actually give you one that's probably gonna give you a shocker because if if i'm being completely honest out of like my horny songs from this artist it's probably like not even in my top five because i can think of a whole bunch of other horny songs before i think about this artist and horny songs no kidding but a movie came out that girls were so wet for because it was is is based off a book, uh, and they went to this artist and like, hey man, we're we're coming out with we're making a movie about this book that people get so like these women love that get them very excited. Tell them we who need, it is, Jason. We tell we them. need we need you to make a a sexy ass song, and my boy delivered. Uh, and that's oh, another. did the weekend deliver? Yes, sir. The weekend earned it, man. That song to this day, bro, gets me so excited, bro. <laughs> that's it's a good way to put it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. You know, the one that gets me, and we were talking about it off pod before. I mean, talking about this episode, we were talking about it. I mean, from... if, you're, if we're going to talk about The weekend, I have a whole list of The weekend. I'm like, holy shit. Um... <laughs> you know, my tops are mostly off of that trilogy, uh, House of Balloons. So House of Balloons is just a horny playlist. It's just, it's just, it, 
just hit play and like if you're on and a date, go. yeah, just yeah. just let it play throughout the whole time. And um, and, and that one's like kind of like a, it's like he, he's a, he's a little bad boy at that. He's in his bad boy stage, you know. My favorite one is the one that he's most full of shit on, but I'm like, man, the confidence, dog, the confidence. <laughs> it makes me want to walk into a room and be like, goddamn right. Yeah, the oh, shit too. What, what you, you need, need. Yeah. what you need, hey, what you need. Hey, man. he's what you want, but I'm what you need. I'm what you that, need. God, what dude, you he need, says what you need. He has a lot of one-liners where it's just like the confidence is just like so sexy, right? And yeah, women, man. women like that, right? I, I oh, mean, women love the heard. confidence. That's that's and one of the main things you need as a man to get a girl. You need to be confident that you can get her. So that's just life. It is what it is. Uh, but yeah, man, the weekend. God, I keep going, right? No, some songs that aren't even like that horny. High for this, Wicked Games, Life of the Dude, Party. Oh, Wicked Games, Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah, no, they're they're fantastic. You checking out House of Balloons in general, or I guess on uh, Spotify it would be Trilogy, right? The Trilogy um, they put them all together. No, actually, um, not not too long ago, and because I am more of a fan of like before the Trilogy, right? Uh, he mm-hmm. actually remastered uh, House of Balloons, Thursday, and Echoes of Silence. So you can actually go listen to them one by one. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, which I prefer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw one at you. Not The weekend. He already got his dues right now. Guys, you know you can play The weekend and it'll – just not his – obviously not his newer pop stuff because uh, that's not what he's going for, right? He's, he's not trying to go for the, the baby-making music. He's well, going he, for – he needs yeah. to go back to that that dark, like getting ready to just fucking, you know, bend you over the barrel and show you the fifty states. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I I love that you referenced uh, Jason Sudeikis there. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one for me again from when I was a kid. Another rock song. This one gets straight to the point too. Uh, have you heard "Closer" by Nine Inch Nails? One of my favorite uh, bands. I had to bring. This I know. Song in. I know that's one of your favorite bands, but uh, I can't say I have, man. I can't say I have. He, okay, let me let me tell you the lyrics. I wanna fuck you like an animal. No, no, dude. He no. says I wanna feel you from the inside. No, dude. No. But, oh, check it out, man. Closer by Nine Inch Nails. S- send it to me after this recording. And... Oh, I'm gonna send you. So I have a. You know, for no for no apparent reason, I have a a a list of songs like this. You know, so, <laughs> for no apparent reason, for none no apparent whatsoever. reason, none whatsoever. You could you could ask my wife. She's like, I don't know, I don't know why he has that list, but you know, I'm glad he has it. I'm glad I'm glad we made it together. Uh, <laughs> no, I actually worked pretty hard on this list. Got this, like, uh, yeah, when I hear this 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 playlist playing, uh, that means I should go to my room and go to bed. So here's the thing. <laughs> I got I got challenged to make this list. It's called I called it Drunken Love because they said, can you make a playlist for having sex when you're not sober? And I was like, I got oh, you. Yeah. I got you. And so I made the list, and I think it's pretty damn good, my friend. Anyway. So I'll send you my list because it's got a bunch of those songs. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Closer by Nine Inch Nails, man. Closer gotta, by Nine Inch Nails, that's the one. That 
Oh, you absolutely do. You absolutely do. Uh, what you got next, man? Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, man. I'm uh I'm gonna take it back to my teen years because that's when I was the horniest, and uh, I'm gonna go with it, it, it's a twofer, but they were so great at this time, and it's a uh, suffocate and bed by Jay Holiday. I don't know that. I don't know. You're gonna have to send me that, my friend. All right. So you, I can you, you, so I can Jay add it to some of my lists. I'm gonna put you to bed, bed, bed. I'm gonna put or two thousands, bro. It's a, in See, the early here's 2000s. my thing. Don't hate me, because uh, Gabby I, definitely hates me for whenever I say this. I don't really like two thousands R and B that much. Oh my god, bro! Those, I feel like that's the best R and B in my opinion. I know that's what she says too, and I'm like, I get it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It just all sounds really the same to me. Uh, she's shown me some songs, specifically Neo. Uh, that guy can sing. He can sing. He can but sing, I just but like general... definitely not in the uh, sexy part. That's oh, I don't sure. know. I, I'm just talking in general for that genre. I don't really appreciate it, but she did convince me that he's a good singer and I should check him out. Um, but anyway, we're off topic a little bit. Go ahead. Uh, but yeah, Suffocate. Uh, I don't know, man. Just the way he sings it and like it's just very nice, like kind of get you in the mood. He says, I can't breathe when you talk to me. I can't breathe when you touching me. Like he's just like very sexual. Like obviously I can't sing like this motherfucker, bro. But like, these songs again to all my to all my nineties kids that were growing up in high school. Uh, yeah, obviously we're in high school in the two thousands. So Jay Holiday, Suffocate, and Bed were just fucking classics for us. Minus Luigi for some reason. I apologize, uh, <laughs> everyone. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got I've got a few Spanish ones for you guys. First off, there's one called Amarrame by Mon Laferte. And Juanes, it's literally called Tie Me Up. You see where we're going. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. need to say more. Amazing singer, uh, La Mordirita by Ricky Martin and Jotuel. Again, I don't need to say much. You know, biting. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. clearly, you, you know what I'm saying. Um, some good ones also. I personally think it's a panty dropper. La Tortura by Shakira and Alejandro Sanz. No, man. I don't know that one either, bro. Oh, you, Or maybe I do. You do. Some you do. You, you just need to yeah. hear it. You just need to hear that one. I'm pretty sure that you, if you heard it, you'd be like, oh, I recognize. I recognize. So that's, a, that's another one for me. And there's a group that came out in the 90s. They were kind of like... I wouldn't know how to describe them. It's almost like alternative rock meets um, electronic beats. Like mm-hmm. if Moby had a rock band with him too. <coughs> okay. I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah. So they use a lot of beats and then they use instruments when it works with the beat. And they're called Portishead. Specifically, a song called Glory Box. Now, this is mostly for the beat of the song and her voice. It definitely gets you in the mood. It sets it. You could play it whenever anybody's around. Um, of course, uh, definitely good for date nights. So that one was one I had to throw in there because I thought, yes, this song, this song works. You know what I'm saying? 
Oh hell yeah! Um, you gotta send me those uh, Hispanic, uh, sexy time playlists, bro. <laughs> oh, I got you, dog. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you my. Actually, how about this? We'll we'll link my drunken love playlist for everybody, but I'm gonna send it to you as well. <clears throat> yeah, I I, I I I I'm about that. Please send it. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um. You know, one, and Jason's going to laugh, <clears throat> one that I, I think is definitely a panty dropper. Jason, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to laugh at me for this one, but Lotus Flower Bomb featuring Miguel by Wale. Oh, dude, I have, I have heard that one. Really? That That's the one? That's the Wale song that gets you? Uh, for me, that's that's a pretty good one. I, you know, there was, a, there was a, an event that we were at together once, and this song came on. And uh, there were definitely there were definitely people getting interested. You know what I mean. So I I hope you you recall what I'm talking about. If not, that's okay. We'll talk off pod. It definitely talk off pod because uh, I'm drawing a blank right now, and I apologize for that. Oh yeah, it was way back in the day. Uh, but yeah, Lotus Flower Bomb by Wally Mig. Is there a better one? Am I forgetting one? Oh my gosh. Um, one that I really enjoy with Wale. Uh, which is weird because Rick Ross is in it, but also Drake's in it. And um, it's a panty which, dropper. Uh, I, I would call Dice Pineapples just because of the lyrics. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, both both Drake and uh, Wale pretty go in with like uh, the seduction as far as like maybe not so much like the the music wise because obviously Rick Ross is going oh, oh, you know? yeah. But like uh, if you listen to Wale's lyrics and Drake's lyrics, you're like oh kind of kind of horny right now um, <laughs> so that's why i like to throw dice pineapples but i'm glad that well, I, you brought that up and asked me about that because the next picks i want to bring up uh some drake features early on when i actually like drake i don't really like him nowadays i just think he just hasn't grown as an artist in my opinion hate me if you guys want um but i do want i, I still like him as i still jam out to his songs that uh early back in the day so uh, and uh, it's mostly his features man he went crazy on features um one of them is uh j cole in the morning uh, have you oh, heard that okay. song can no, i hit no. it in the morning oh no? yeah oh, yes bro. just kidding yes yes fucking love that song. i used to fucking love that song and i used to know the lyrics to both their like all their verses on that one uh i'm gonna go with a uh, party next door as well uh come and see me featuring drake Come and see me for once. Come and see me for once. You don't ever come to me. You ever heard that one? No. Oh my god! And then, then Trey songs invented sex, bro. Okay. And you haven't heard that some... one? No, no. Like I said, two thousands. Oh. I'm un. I'm uneducated on two thousands. I'm willing for someone to prove me wrong. But so I know that you I can know hear this the one, good then. stuff. I know you know this one. Then the zone with. It's the weekend song, the zone with featuring Drake. So I don't know from Thursday from the from it's after House of Balloons. Oh, um, then Thursday. yes, I heard the yeah. whole album. So yes, I, I yeah the zone. I had to have heard that one. I, I think re-listen. he was. I think he was just on a terror at that point. Like just he was going with other R and B artists, and he was just dropping them like little penny dropper verses, bro. Like the Drake was just, Drake was just killing at that time, and I I just feel like he should stick to that, bro. Cause I don't think he's a hard. Um, never mind. He did body. Uh, you know. Um, 
what's his what's his name? That Philly rapper, Meek Mill. Meek Mill. He he, he did body him. Yeah, I, I will say that. But I'm just saying, like during during that time, like I feel like there was a really good time where Drake was like really good, and then I think he just like started like worrying about like, all right, this is gonna be a hit. This is gonna be a hit. But not necessarily like really caring about him being an actual artist and improving his music. He's just worrying about making hits, and there's nothing wrong with that. Because uh, I, I I still agree. I will say he is making hits. Like his songs are catchy, but I just don't think he grew as an artist personally. Oh, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, like I'm not hating on him. I just I just couldn't grow with him as 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 an artist. I still like his music is still catchy and still enjoyable, and I can see why people why he's one of the greatest streaming artists of all time, but kind of just outgrew him and it happens right yeah i mean it happens sometimes they can't keep they can't keep up the quality and yeah. you know it happens with a lot of artists I had to shout there's also a chance though. to come back there's <laughs> yeah. also a chance to come back you never know yeah i had to shout out his features though because oh my god those songs were like i'm gonna play this and uh it's, it's definitely gonna set the mood you know what i'm saying uh, another another one that's it's straight raunchy though. This one's like raunchy, raunchy. Is uh, Russ? Have you heard some of his music? Oh yes, yep. Yeah, nasty and seduce. I'm like, oh man, those those work. But you already got to be, you already be, you, you got to be kind of already getting into the it, getting into the groove of things. It, the, you know what's <laughs> funny? Like for Russ, like I like his lovey dovey songs more. Oh, do you? I liked. Uh, I liked. I liked a bunch of his songs actually. Uh, so I, I was just checking him, checking out some of his stuff, and yeah, I, I like <laughs> I like a bunch of his songs. Um, <clears throat> there's that. I also liked uh, "All the Time" by Jeremiah, Lil Wayne, and Natasha Mosley. Mm, mm-hmm. That's a damn good song too, man. Uh, that that one works. They got the moves. And it's just and like, go ahead for for me. It's just like Lil Wayne. Yeah, I mean, it he does ruins it for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't do too much in the song, so that that helps a bit. But yeah, his voice doesn't like it ain't sexy. At least I, I wouldn't imagine that it is. Ladies, tell us if we're wrong. I mean, we're, we yeah, we ain't we I ain't the so. audience, right? We ain't the I audience. Am, I'm not horny for Little Wayne. That's that's all I'm saying. But also, I'm not horny for Little John. But he made my list with lovers and friends, bro. Lovers and friends. See, we need to with we need to Usher, trade Little these. Chris, Usher, Little Chris, and Little John. Ursher. Ursher. You have you don't know? You don't know Lovers and Friends? I don't think so, man. Oh my god. Okay. Wow. I, I wow. Uh Tita, I feel you. I feel you on this one. because uh, I, I feel like uh, every song that I'm saying, I feel like we're we're right here, dude. Sorry. I'm doing, I'm doing Sorry. the finger, I'm doing the, the eye thing. I don't know if you can see me. We're hearing, yeah, no, but no, she, she sees you. She sees you. <laughs> sure. Um, I know I'm gonna throw out a random person here, but I think she works. Uh, Billie Eilish, when I was, oh, yes, and all, okay. all the good girls go to hell, even bad guy works pretty well. So, mm, I want to, I want to love that. I would, I would take it for the beat, but yeah, when okay. I was older and all the good girls go to hell, I think those are, those are pretty solid picks. Um, yeah, man. So we've got we got quite a few for you guys. We just threw tons of songs at you. If you are trying to woo somebody, we got you. We we <laughs> just gave you tons of songs to get them in the mood. If it if it doesn't work, then it's you. Then it's you. I'm sorry. Well, I, I, I will I will say this real quick. I just some quick shout out ones. Okay. Oh, absolutely. 
LL Cool J doing it. I'm doing it and doing it and doing it doing well. It well. Aaliyah, rock the boat. You know, rock, rock the boat. The boat. Jenny Wine in those jeans. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we can do that. We got to do Ice Cube. You can do it. Put your yeah. ass into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if that one's like a horny one. <laughs> uh, 112 Anywhere. That's a good one. Aaliyah, One in a Million. You're one in you, you, Yeah. Uh, LSG, My Body. I didn't want to say this one because, you know, he's a piece of shit. But R. Kelly, You Remind Me of Something. That's a great song, guys. Yeah. yeah, a lot yeah, of great songs yeah. too. On top, neighbors know my name. You know. Yeah, I mean those are all solid, solid, uh, solid songs, man. I mean, <clears throat> if we're gonna go straight into love songs, there's plenty of love songs that we could we could definitely throw in uh, there. I mean, I, when you told me it was like set the mood songs, like I feel like those set the mood a lot. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, some of the some of the songs that I I enjoy throwing out there would be. Uh, Gosh, it may be a little bit cheesy, but uh, back at one, Brian McKnight. Oh, okay, okay. See yeah. that, that that's a, that's a love song, not like yeah, a yeah. set in the mood song. Uh, no, no. Shout out Alina Bar- Alina Baraz, like early Alina Baraz, like 2015 Alina Baraz. Oh my god, she was horny, bro. That's oh, no kidding, yeah. no kidding. I gotta say uh, that. <laughs> Any Frank Ocean, I would say. Uh, Frank Ocean. Uh, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of falling in love. I think those are more love songs, I, I would say. Yeah. But, but yeah, they, said a, they set a good mood. Definitely set a good tone. Yeah, yeah. I well, I, I would say thinking about thinking about you sets a good mood. Yeah, it does. It yeah, does. yeah. Yeah, so that, that would be a good one, too. Oh, man. See, again, guys, we're giving you the good stuff. We're giving you the good stuff. Again, if it's not working... It's something that you're doing. Change what you're doing. <laughs> hey, let, um, let, let, hey, guys, I would love to know some of the songs that make you guys horny. Send them yeah, to us yeah. so I can add it to my playlist, see if that works for me, and I'll let you know. Uh, uh, ladies, I, would, I would really love to hear it. Let us know what you think. Uh, last one from me, Rico by Teo. Pretty good. Pretty good. Ooh. But all right. We're, we got to cut it there. We got to cut it there. We're, we're getting into too many songs now. We're getting into too many. But we'll 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 post uh, the playlist for you guys so you guys can check it out if you want to. Jason, I'm gonna have you check it out as well uh, before the playlist post. Oh yeah, I'll, 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 I'll add I'll, I'll add some of some of my songs to it, and then we'll post it on Instagram, and you guys can click on the link and listen to the playlist if you want. Uh, shout of, out, friend of the pod, Tom is gonna be upset about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be like, "What? You didn't? You didn't talk to me about this?" I'll be like, "Sorry, man. You are an expert. I'm definitely an expert." <laughs> <laughs> uh, go on, shout outs, man. Shout outs. Uh, yeah, you know, just shout out to all the listeners out there. Uh, shout out to Jamie just for always holding it down, uh, just being who you are. Um, yeah, that's that's really all I got for this week, bro. Same shout out to Gabby. Uh, plenty of things that I would not have done without you. I appreciate you. Shout out to the fam and you listeners, as always. Thanks again for listening, guys. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at revenge underscore of the pod. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you. Hope we hope we, we're going to get you guys laid. Uh, we'll see you next week for another episode of Revenge of the Pod. <laughs>